Episode 31 The One with the Furry Friendship Welcome to Truly Madly Smiley with your host, Lisa, the Smiley Coach. Lisa wrote this podcast because she wants you to grow up knowing you are not alone. She wants to help you feel confident from the inside out and know how truly madly amazing you are. This podcast is powered by unicorns and rainbow sparkles. The only show where children can soak up positivity, confidence, love, and encouragement whenever they need it. Are you ready to get your happy on? Let's go! Hey, 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 lovely wild hearts. How you doing? It's Smiley here. And as I sit here recording in my bedroom, underneath the blankie to protect the noise from the aeroplanes and the noisy neighbours, <laughs> the sun is shining brightly and I think summer has finally arrived. So for those of you that love the sunshine and are excited for the summer holidays, not long till you break up for school if you're in the UK, then, you know, this is your season, isn't it? Do you have a favourite season? I like the spring the most, I think, because it's not too hot and I don't really mind the rain. I don't mind when it rains and I love the rich colours of autumn, the autumn leaves and autumn is for snuggling, isn't it? It's for snuggly jumpers and fires. Anyway, let's not think about fires today because they'll make us too hot. But today's episode is about um, the one with the furry friendship. What do you think it's about? Yes, it's dedicated to our pets. (laughs) So I've been looking after my friend's dog and I love it because I get to listen to lots of podcasts while I'm out walking in the woods and the fields. Where do you like to listen to this podcast? Some of you have told me that you like to listen to it in the car on the way to school or you listen at bedtime and some of you just check in when you're feeling upset and worried. But I'm glad that you found ways to make it work for you. Do you listen to it on your own or do you listen to it with your parents? Maybe you listen to it with your brothers and sisters. I don't know. So my friend's dog, Little Mo, let me tell you a bit about him because he's actually quite a character and I love him. We've been friends for about eight years now and I wrote a poem and I dedicated it to him. So if you'd let me, if you'd like to listen, I'm going to read you my poem. Okay. Here's my best friend, Little Mo. He follows me wherever I go. Then he settles at my feet, pouring me till I give him a treat. His furry little body and black nose appear, letting me know he wants to be near. Every morning we face the day, he's so excited to go out and play. You'll find him on the bottom stair, he sits and gazes as I dry my hair. He patiently waits for his morning walk, he shows me listening ears when I talk. From side to side he tilts his head. His ears prick up, he jumps off his bed. I grab the lead and off we go. This is it, we're off, come on little Mo. We roam the fields wild and free. When I'm with him, I feel most like me. We return home for a wash in the sink. Then we like a snack and a little drink. Chicken is his favourite one. If I've got food, he will come. Running to find me at the fridge, he wants to share my cheese sandwich. He rolls over so I can rub his tummy. He barks at me. Where is my mummy? 
I look after him when she goes away. It's hard to leave at the end of my stay. When I'm sad, he stays close by. He senses my feelings and understands why. I brush his coat all shiny and smart. I give him cuddles from my heart. A secure love that has your back. One protective bark and he's on the attack. What I love about our friendship most of all is that there really are no conditions at all. I know you love me to infinity and that forever friends will always be. Ah, isn't that nice? I loved writing that poem. And I wanted to talk to you today about why pets are so important. I think they can teach us a lot about ourselves and about life. So I've got written here six things that I think dogs can teach us or pets can teach us about life. So if you're ready, let's dive in. The first one is that when I'm with Mo, I've noticed that it's really hard not to be happy. And that's because I think dogs remind us of how to be happy. Sometimes we do have to practice being happy. On tricky days, we don't feel happy and that's okay. We can't be happy clappers all the time. But sometimes with a little effort, we can lighten up and let go of our worries. We are in control of how we feel and we can make the right choice. We can choose to feel happy if we want to. So Mo is very in the here and now. Um, What I mean is he's not worrying about what happened yesterday or what hasn't happened yet. He isn't living in the future or living in the past. He's just thinking about what's happening right now. And that means he's full of joy. He's also really pleased to see me when I first arrive at the house to dog sit. So my friend will go away and I will live in her house. And Mo does take a while to settle into his routine with me, but he is always, always, always happy to see me. And if you think about that, it's pretty special. He has a lovely energy and he just wants to be with me. I feel wanted and I feel loved by him. Do you feel like that about your pets? Are they always pleased to see you? They are a reminder to be happy, to feel joyful, to appreciate the good things in life. Now, the second thing on my list is that dogs can remind us to love more, to be more loving, to care more, to be kinder. Dogs teach us how to love harder. Mo likes to be loved by having his tummy rubbed. That's what I said in the poem, wasn't it? He rolls over and he shows you his tummy. And whatever mood I am in, he still loves me. Once when I was looking after Mo, I'd been into hospital for an operation. And my friend, another friend, brought me back home and stayed with me to make sure I was okay. And Mo sat at my feet. And it was as if he knew that I wasn't my usual self. He didn't bug me for a walk or even for food or for cuddles. He just stayed close and he wanted to protect me because we all need to feel safe, don't we? Now, those of you that have been to the energy pod will know that I can teach you how to protect your energy, especially if you're a sensitive person, um, and that will help you to feel safe. I think it was in the class on negativity where I taught you how to do that. It's number six from the library. So I'll pop it in the show notes if you want to download that class and learn how to protect your energy, to protect your sensitivity. The third thing on my list is how do dogs keep themselves safe? Well, they have very strong senses, don't they, which alert them to danger. So they can trust themselves to handle anything because they know their senses won't let them down. 
They have sharp hearing. Mo can hear cars slowing down and stopping on the road outside. He hears the squirrels in the garden. And now that is the same for humans. We trust ourselves by tuning into our feelings. We can trust ourselves because our feelings tell us what feels right. So a good example of that would be, say I was meeting somebody for the first time. I would tune into what my feelings said about that person. Now, I might be nervous and it's normal or natural to feel nervous when you're meeting somebody or doing something for the first time. When children come to the energy pod or meet me for the first time, they don't know what to expect and they're nervous. And if you are a wild heart, you will be very sensitive. Those of us who are sensitive feel things deeply. We have big imaginations and we are very aware of what's going on around us. I think when you meet people, your gut is a good way to notice if they feel like a good person to be around or not. So tune in with what your tummy is doing. Have you heard of that expression? To get a gut feeling about somebody or something. Listen to that feeling because it knows and it's rarely ever wrong. And so by tuning into our feelings, we can keep ourselves safe. That's the way to do it. The fourth thing on my list. Now, Mo is a very yappy dog. He is a cross between a Yorkshire Terrier and a Jack Russell. So if you don't know what those dogs look like, you might want to Google them. He's little, but he has a big voice. He speaks up when he wants to be fed, when there's someone at the door. He tells me when he wants something. (laughs) Now, how strong is your voice? Do you speak up? I think it's important that we find our strong voice, our confident voice, our voice that isn't afraid to say what we think and tell the truth and ask for what we need. It's funny, when I'm talking to somebody else and I'm not paying attention to him, he lets me know. He sits between us and he will bark. It's quite funny. And he does get quite jealous or demanding if he feels like I'm not paying attention to him. And that's okay because he's like you. He wants to be heard and seen. He wants to be noticed and to know that he's important, that he matters. That's a smiley thought card, isn't it? You know, the one with the duck on the front, the one which says, I am important. It's an encouragement card for when you're feeling left out or ignored. I'm going to put a link to those awesome smiley thought cards in the show notes for you so that you can check them out. When you don't feel important or you feel ignored or invisible, how does that feel? It's sad, isn't it? When you feel like that, can you reach out and ask somebody for a hug or ask for help? So now we're at number five on the list. Have you noticed or did you know that dogs learn or are trained by using hints or reminders? So when you want them to come, you whistle or call their name. When you want them to sit, what do you say? They don't speak our language, do they? So how do they know what to do? I don't know if you've learned this at school, but there was an experiment called Pavlov's dog. Did you learn about that yet? I find it quite fascinating. I'll tell you about it. There was a man called Ivan Pavlov and he noticed that when he rung a bell for his dogs, then he fed them, that over time, the dogs learned that every time the bell was rung, it meant food. So whenever he rung the bell, the dogs started to drool and dribble because they thought it was time to eat. It didn't happen straight away. It happened over time. The same bell sound followed by the food and the dogs were trained. Now, let's think about you. If Pavlov had done that experiment on you, what do you think when you're in the playground and the bell rings? 
What do you think when you're in the classroom and the bell rings? What do you do when the alarm clock goes off in the morning? You didn't know that the first time you heard those sounds, but your brain learned that by hearing the sound and then having to do something over and over again. So what about when you hear the theme tune to your favourite television programme? Does it make you smile and want to rush to sit down on the sofa and snuggle in? When you smell the smell of your favourite dinner, does it make your mouth water? In a way, this podcast is a bit like that. Maybe my voice is soothing. Lots of you tell me that it helps you to feel good. But maybe because like the dogs, you hear my voice and automatically your brain knows that it will help you, you want to listen more. There are many sounds and smells in our life that do that. Can you think of any others? It's probably something which needs to have happened for a number of days over over a period of time. So your brain needs about 30 days to be trained. When you see your box of smiley thought cards, what do you do? Yes, you want to have a go with them, don't you? And you do that without thinking. It's the same for Mo, you know, when he hears the treats cupboard or the fridge door open, he comes trotting into the kitchen. When the doorbell rings, he barks. When he sees me put my shoes on, he thinks we're going for a walk and he follows me. And all those things I do every day and have been doing for the eight years that I've known him. So he has been trained. How can you train your brain? Well, your brain is taking in information and signs and noises all the time. We're learning all day, every day. Your parents will play a bit of a part in that. And so will your teachers. What we do over and over again is how we get good at stuff. And that's what the smiley thought cards are for. They're training our brain, they're reminders and hints to get us to think positively and not let our worries take charge. Does that make sense? Yeah, dogs are smart, aren't they? Yeah, smart, just like you are. So now we're on the last one on the list. The last thing that dogs teach us about is fun. Just like us, they need certain things to keep them happy. For Mo, it's nature and treats. (laughs) So Mo gets so excited when I tell him that we're going for a walk. In fact, he goes nuts. He will dance. He gets right up on his back legs and he barks. He even knows how to put his lead on. He'll move his little paws to help me so that I can do it up. (laughs) One paw and then the other. He loves running around the woods and the fields. Nature is so good for us. How do you feel when you've not been outside or when it's wet playtime and you can't go out? How do you feel when you've been outside on a bike ride or fishing or on a picnic or you've been playing in the garden? You feel good, don't you? I love nature. I love to hug trees and I love to feel the breeze in my hair and the sun on my face. I love to walk in the rain. What about you? What do you love about nature? I love the colours of nature as well. I love the green grass and the brightly coloured flowers. They make you feel cheery, don't they? Sometimes you just need to look out the window and see how beautiful the world is to cheer yourself up. So there's quite a lot of things that dogs can teach us about ourselves, aren't there? You might want to listen to this episode again and see if you can make that work for you, how you can bring more fun and love and kindness and how you can train your brain to stop worrying. And where do you think all the juicy stuff from today's episode is? That's right, it's on the show notes. You know where it's at. Over on the website, smileyforlife.com forward slash TMS31. 
T for truly, M for madly, and S for smiley. And on that page where the show notes are, you can write in the comments and tell me about your furry friends. You can also put in there any questions that you've got for me. I would love to hear about that. I would love to hear from you. And before I go, I'm still on the lookout for any wild hearts who want to star in my podcast. If that's you, get in touch. My email is lisa at smileyforlife.com. All you have to do is be happy to have your voice recorded. I'll ask you some questions about the podcast, what you like, your life, your pets, your favorite episode. I'll send you the questions before we we record it so you're prepared. I won't put you on the spot (laughs) and you need to make sure that you've got your parents' permission to do that, okay? So I'll be back next time with more fun, smiley stuff. Be sure to download your free activity booklet. I'll put a link in the show notes for that and get cracking with making the most of this podcast so you can build your confidence to feel good from the inside out. Until next time, I'm sending you lots of smileyness. I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm always on your team. Bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed that, please tell all your friends.